0: Welcome back to the Nuggets of Gold podcast and YouTube channel. Today, we're going to be talking about 49ers football. And specifically, we're going to be talking about the biggest strengths and weaknesses of this team. Now, we've only seen one week of football, but, you know, we've been examine, examining the roster this offseason. have been checking it out. Um, and so I think one of the, for me, the biggest strength that I, I, I thought was going to be the case was in week one. Um, that would be not really the offensive line group, but that, Seal the edge, personnel. So what I'm referring to is, I'll I'll lead out with him: Mike McGlinchey, George Kittle, Kyle Yousechek, and Trent Williams. Really, those four core guys. Both, I mean, McGlinchey looked excellent on Sunday. Um, of course, Trent Williams do, did, he always does. George Kittle looked phenomenal, and of course, Kyle Yousechek. You, we've seen how big of a chess piece he is, but this ability, the ability from this team to seal the edge and to just open up these holes in the running, in the running game where like Eli Mitchell had it so easy on Sunday, he's running through holes where he has five yards before there's even like remotely close to a defender. And that's why you see him with so many five plus yard carries, 10 yard carries where it's Oh, first and 10 boom, first down. Like that's why you see. A lot of that is because they are able to really move the football efficiently, very efficiently when these guys are on and when these guys are healthy and last year we didn't see much of that one because michael and was struggling two because george kittle is hurt and three because the 49ers didn't have jimmy Garoppolo or a a suitable quarterback because nick mullins and cj beather were were behind the the center so often so you have this this great personnel for for doing this there's not going to be many teams that have either the front seven or the secondary coming down like safeties coming down that can take on these guys. You're going to see pancake block after pancake block this season. And I think week one was just a, a great example of that. So right now that is my biggest strength. I'm going to go to Aiden real quick for his biggest strength, and then we're going to each do a weakness. But Aiden, what's your biggest strength on this team?
1: Biggest strength, saw it on Sunday, defensive line. We knew it was going to be a strength. I heard there was some blasphemy going out about Bosa having a bad game don't really understand that the dude had a sack was not a garbage time sack um made a good fourth fourth down stop got some pressures and you can see everything the lions were doing in terms of blocking revolved like around him he got chipped um that's obviously like not not ideal for a guy like tj hawkinson who has to deal with that all the time um and and lets everybody else be one-on-one um d ford had like Eight, eight, eight pressures. Eric Armstead had had over five. Contavia Street played really, really well. Um, there's some major doubt about Javon Kinlaw and, and his knee injury. So really good to see that, that interior defensive line play well. Um, and especially with, with like Mo Hurst out, if we're like getting solid starter reps out of Contavia Street, the rest of the NFC you should be a little bit worried. Um so I'm gonna go defensive line, obviously played Jared Goff. So I mean was not their 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 stiffest test, but they were definitely up to it. I was impressed. He was checking down to running backs and 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 tight ends the whole game because he didn't have a whole lot of um didn't have a whole lot of time. Um but yeah, I think I think that's a pretty easy one.
0: Yeah, like that. Uh, I will say. It did seem at some there were moments where the interior defensive line was giving up a lot of big chunks in the ground game, and one one of the other biggest strengths that we were talking about before this was the linebacking core. So you look at that like all right, we're talking about linebackers, defensive line not quite being there. I felt that Zach Kerr struggled quite a bit. Um, got, saw a couple good reps from Kevin Givens. Um, saw Contavia Street have some very good reps. So I like to bring him up. DJ Jones did a solid job in the run game. I think that's a lot of that is one, the, the line center, Frank Ragnow is, is very good center. Um, so, and like most of those runs are like right behind him. Uh, but also it's, it's week one, like there's going to be miscommunication. And a lot of times you'd see that where Demon Slime would completely miss his assignment. And I'm guessing that they're missing gaps. Um, and so like you see a guy go straight to the middle and then Jimmy Ward's there to make a tackle there is so there's so much miscommunication in week one so you're gonna see a lot of that stuff I think get get figured out. Um, also Eric Armstead he could even get moved inside if that does become a concern but I think it you't even bring it up. I think the guy that like the reason why the defense aligned with his strengths one because Nick Bosa is gonna be Nick Bosa and like you said I don't I don't understand this like oh Nick Bosa played terrible. Nick, Nick Bosa had five pressures. he's getting double teamed almost routinely. He's making huge plays in the run game. And they're they're like they're getting help for, with Penny Soul with Hawkinson because most of the time Bosa's lining outside Hawkinson's outside shoulder and inside, I mean, sorry, outside Penny Soul's outside shoulder and inside Hawkinson's inside shoulder. So he's right in between those two guys. When Hawkinson goes to run a route, he's gonna chip Bosa, or he's gonna b- help help out Sewell for a second and then and then release. Like they're doing that a lot in the game. What else is happening? Is they're also going to kick a running back, Jamal Williams, maybe over to that side on Bosa? And what did that do in the game? It allowed D Ford to get nine pressures. D Ford had nine pressures. So if you want to look at like the stats and say, "Oh, Bosa only had one sack," also that's a thing. He had one sack and five pressures. So those are good numbers. Three quarterback hits is also those are also good numbers. Um, but let's look at D Ford. Oh, the guy across from him who he is helping out because they are going to his side and they're really focusing on that side. The other guy had nine pressures and played phenomenal. So that's a lot of the reason is because D4 is one-on-one on the other side and the Niners are going to live with that. So that's that's going to be fine for them. So I really like that you bring up the defensive line because I did want to discuss that a little bit. Um, weaknesses. I'm guessing we're going to have the same weakness and it's, it's going to be the cornerback room. Now, there is one guy... That is absolutely balling out, and looks like a that like he's going to be a monster. Dimador Lenore, uh, we talked about it in our pregame with Jason Aponte, and Jason did not think that he was going to end up starting. Now he wanted him to start, but he didn't think he was going to end up starting. Dimador starts, and Aiden, I think this was the stat. Was it one catch for three yards?
1: One catch for three yards on three three targets. Played every defensive snap.
0: And the other thing. He's clamping guys like you see him and they're like, they're when they throw him like throw to his side, like they're throwing the ball away, like on the wheel routes and stuff like that. He is so sticky. And I didn't think he was gonna be the case. I remember when he got drafted, a whole bunch of 49 ers fans were completely bagging on. They're like, dude, why did, why did John Lynch draft this guy? He can't cover it all. And he's been a monster. And people were so hyped about the Ambry Thomas pick. Ambry Thomas was not looking good, but the motor Lenore deserves all the credit in the world. Now the rest of the secondary Jason Verrett, of course, is very unfortunate that he goes down. Nothing he can do about that. But it's looking really thin. They When they take out the corners and they put in Dante Johnson and Ambry Thomas, the Lions scored like immediately. Like, just boom. All right, let's score real quick. Let's, let's come back. Now, there were some other factors in that game. Missed onside, Debo fumble. Like, that's going to hurt you a lot as well. Um, but, like, it, it didn't look good. If you're going into... Any type of high-end football games where you're going to have to be going up against good wide receivers because the Forty were not going up against good wide receivers. You're going to really, really, really need Emmanuel Mosley, Deamodor Lenore, uh, to be healthy on the outside because if that's not the case, and Kwan Williams on in, inside as well because maybe Josh Norman can hold his own, maybe Drake Kirkpatrick can hold can hold their own, but I can tell you right now, at least at this point, Ambry Thomas cannot hold his own. That's that happens to rookie corners. Don't just give up on Ambry Thomas yet. I would not do that, but this year he's got to be your last corner on the roster. He has to be the guy that's not going to see the field. And is just kind of there to get reps and practice. That's what I believe. And Dante Johnson. I I think we've, I think we've seen enough of Dante Johnson at this point. I I don't want to see Dante Johnson guarding a guy with flags all over in the end zone anymore. I really don't want to see that, but that's my thinnest spot. It's a little bit scary. Um, I talked about it in a past video before. I do think they could kick Jimmy Ward out to corner and um, play Kwaski-Tart. I probably play Kwaski-Tart at free and then have Tavon Wilson play box safety. You could do either one. All those guys, they can all play each spot. But I think that's another option um, or a potential trade down the road. But I think right now that is a very thin spot and the Jason Verrett injury is, is pretty scary.
1: Yeah, I think that we are... In total agreement, I think that that is the biggest weakness on this 49ers roster. It's in 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 my opinion the only real weakness. Um, I'm and Mosley is not a guy who's been all super healthy throughout his his career. I'm really, I mean, like he 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 just missed this this Lions game, so I'm super worried. I think we need to do everything we possibly can to get as many dudes in, in that building, see who can play. Bring a guy like Sherman in, see if he's still got it, even if you have to play more more zone, which I know that they don't want to do. But do what you got to do. Trade one of those defensive linemen. If you're worried about Kinlaw, I get holding on to the defensive lineman, but you do, you do you need 11? Maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, just I think like trade for – I mean, honestly, I would give up a third or fourth-round pick for a guy like Stephon Gilmore, even if we do have to pay him. Um, he's, he's her right now, but it's something that I'm worried about, especially in this division, given the Cardinals, Seahawks, um, Rams all have really fast, really good receivers. Uh, but I think that, that, that the person this puts the most pressure on is probably Jimmy Ward. Um, he's he's the elder statesman back there, and he's going to be asked to do, I think, a lot of different things. He's going to have to play some nickel. He's going to have to go outside sometimes. He'll play some safety. Um, just because they don't have enough capable bodies out there. We saw Josh Norman. He was just signed. He's now immediately probably cornerback three, hopefully. Uh, neither of us want to see Dante Johnson out there, and Ambry Thomas is not ready for, for prime time. Maybe you throw him to the wolves and say, figure it out. I'm not a big proponent of that. I played some corner. It's so demoralizing watching somebody routinely beat you. Um, so it's it's a huge huge question mark. I feel pretty good about depth in most other places. Maybe offensive line depth isn't isn't awesome if if you've got one of those four of um, Alex Mack, Tomlinson, Trent Trent Williams, or McGlinchey go down. Not feeling awesome about the offensive line depth. But I think corner is far and away the biggest weakness. And I think that, that they're going to get a test next week against the Eagles. They got some quick receivers who can who can get open. Devontae Smith looked good looked good. Rager looked good. Um I think it'll be pretty interesting. And the Niners have already struggled with some mobile quarterbacks in the past. Interested to see what D'Amico Ryans does with with Hurts. Um, but I think that you hit it right on the head.
0: One guy I'm absolutely terrified to to see against the Niners secondary is Devontae Smith. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be scary um, because that dude that dude just cooks like any any single player that's guarding him. So I'm a little bit worried about that um, team to monitor this year for a potential trade deadline acquisition would be the New England Patriots. Not only is this is uh, Stephon Gilmore a free agent after the year, but so is J.C. Jackson as well. So two guys there that are very quality corners that are potentially on the way out and could get moved. So don't know what, I really don't know what the cost would be for those guys. And it's hard to tell if the Niners even want to do that. That's why I think a player for player trade is a little bit more likely like a defensive lineman. Um, But yeah, that's, that's where I'm at on these guys. I I do think the cornerback room is scary. Thank God that Dima door. Lenore just came in and is absolutely bawling out. Cause think about it right now. Like, If he's not doing what he's doing, it's like, dude, what are we supposed to do at corner? Like, I have no idea because he's like, he looks like he could be a one. Now, of course you do not want your your rookie to be a one, your fifth round rookie to be your number one quarterback, but he's been balling out. So he's going to have to continue to step up, continue to be this dude. Uh, But it looks like the Niners might've got an absolute stud in in that pick. So really excited about that. Um, Like you said, don't, don't give up. I've been saying, don't give up on Ambry Thomas. But if you just are throwing them out there to get beat every time, like that's that's not going to help them out. I, I don't think that's the way to do it. So I, I don't want to stand Brady Thomas on the field this year, or at least at this point. Um, but hope, hopefully they don't have to. Because Oh, another guy I do not want to see on the field uh, is Dre Kirkpatrick against Tyler Rockett. Uh, any Niner fans out there, if Dre Kirkpatrick is starting the week of the Seahawks game, there's probably going to be a full segment of like, oh God, get ready for Tyler Lockett this week. It's going to get brutal. Because last time, last year, uh, when Kirkpatrick was on the Cardinals against Tyler Lockett, Lockett had 300 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> so that is so scary. But I, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, we didn't really do like a full, you know, recap of the game, but I think looking at this game, like, you've seen like, all right, these are the two like stronger spots. Uh, This is the weak, the the clear weak spot of of this roster, but that's going to do it for today. Um, We will be back very soon. I don't know if Aiden will be on. I think we're going to try to find a consistent time to record from here on out, but that's going to do it. Thank you all for listening. And we'll be talking very soon to you guys.